For a gift that goes beyond the holidays, don't miss the Xfinity Beyond Black Friday event. Ask how to get $150 back on a package with the ultimate Wi-Fi and Xfinity X1. Your all-in-one entertainment experience. Simple, easy, awesome. Click, call, or visit us today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Hi, this is Adam, the host of Geeky Retro Nerd Show podcast. Listeners of a nervous disposition should consider keeping on all the lights when listening to this podcast and or holding somebody's hand. Don't have nightmares. So welcome live this Halloween night to the first ever TV Ghost Watch. That's the scene in uh, Fox Hill Drive in Northolt. Our outside broadcast units are there. That's the house where it might all happen tonight or it might not. We shall see. We're going to investigate one of the most baffling and fascinating areas of human experience, the supernatural. Tonight, television is going ghost hunting in an unprecedented scientific experiment we hope to show you for the first time irrefutable proof that ghosts really do exist. Hi, my name is Adam. Welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. So welcome. It's Halloween. Um, Not that big a deal here in the UK, if I'm honest, Halloween. Uh, Far bigger deal over in America. Um, I've been in America before at Halloween and I was actually in Salem and they went to town. On Halloween, there was pumpkins all over the place. There was decorations. It was it was brilliant. It was fantastic. I don't know why we don't have that much of a celebration here in the UK. You know, the kids dress up and what have you, and they come knocking on the door, and you you throw them a few sweets, and they go on their way, and that's about it. And where I live, there's loads of kids on the estate, but I never get anybody knocking at the door. Um, but anyway, yeah, Halloween, spooky, spooky time of the year. Um, if you believe in that kind of thing. In this special episode, we're talking about a TV show. And, and it, it's more than a TV show. It was like an event. A, a, a real event when I was a kid. Uh, the name of this TV show is Ghost Watch. Have you seen Ghost Watch before? Absolutely brilliant. What is it? So Ghost Watch is, well, it was a BBC show. And it was shown on uh, Halloween night in 1992. And um, it was watched by 11 million viewers, which is massive, absolutely massive. Um, and Ghost Watch was a British reality horror slash mockumentary television film, first broadcast on BBC One on Halloween night, as I say, in 1992. And it was written by Stephen uh, Vogue. And I've had a couple of um, interactions with Stephen Vogue on Twitter. Really nice fella and very, very talented. He's a great writer. And he was, he, obviously he wrote um, Ghost Watch, but we'd, we'd never seen anything like this before. He was, he was, he was really thinking outside the box here. He was really, you know, thinking ahead because the, this, the, like I say, we'd never seen anything like this before. And it, it was, it was, it was absolutely brilliant, um, which, which made it all the more believable, which I'll go into in a minute. Um, so despite having been recorded weeks in advance... The narrative of the show was presented as live television. And during and following its first and only UK television broadcast, it's only been on the television here once, uh, 
Um, the show attracted a considerable, considerable Ferrari. Uh, and I can remember clear as day that night in 1992 and the following day that that was that was hell on. That was hell on in the streets of the UK because people thought it was real. We were so gullible in 1992 that we thought it was real. I was 12 years old in 1992. I remember watching it with my mum and I was petrified. Um, and actually, at one point during the show, there was an estimated 30,000 calls to the BBC switchboard. People trying to get through and talk about or complain about <laughs> Ghost Watch. So let's talk about it in a bit more detail. So it was on for 90 minutes um, and it was basically a horror story which was shot in a, in a documentary style. And like I said before, we hadn't really seen this kind of thing before. That's what made it so believable. It looked like and felt like it was real because it looked like a documentary. I mean, now we would call it a mockumentary and we'd know straight away. But back then, we'd never seen anything like this before. Um, and it, it was part of a series, actually, on BBC called uh, Screen One. And... Basically, what happens is, and I've been toying with the idea of giving too much away because I really want. If you haven't seen it, I really want you to watch it, and and, and I don't want to give too much away about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, what it involved was some BBC reporters performing a live, in inverted commas, on-air investigation of a house in Greater London, at which poltergeist activity was believed to be taking place, um, and and. The the cast of this is an absolute masterstroke, and I was talking about this with somebody on Twitter the other day. So there was the, the, there's a there's a kind of outside broadcast bit, and there's a studio bit, and it and it keeps chopping between the two. So in the live broadcast bit at the house in North London, we have a family, and they are called the Early Family, and it is a mother and two daughters. And they're basically saying that their house is haunted and they have poltergeist activity and they want everybody to see. The presenters, uh, the roving reporters, um, is Sarah Green and Craig Charles. Now, the reason this was a masterstroke of casting is because at that time in 1992, Sarah Green was very familiar to us as kids. You know, I said before I was 12 year old, Sarah Green was very familiar because she was a kid's TV show presenter and she presented going live on a Saturday morning every Saturday her and Philip Schofield going live so we knew exactly who she was um Craig Charles all us kids knew exactly who he was as well he was in Red Dwarf so never in a million years did we think that these people that we recognize good old Sarah Green and good old Craig Charles would ever want to pull the wool over our eyes and we wanted to believe them and that is absolutely brilliant um, another master stroke of casting in the other bit um, in the studio we had Michael Parkinson Parky who was recognisable to all of us you know he, he was he was probably in his prime there in the 90s with his talk show and what have you so we all knew who he was and he was he was serious he was always a serious person he'd, he'd never to my knowledge anyway he'd never sort of been involved in this kind of thing so again why shouldn't we believe him um, and another master stroke um, in the in the studio was Mike Green, and he was taking 
um, phone calls, and I'll talk about these phone calls in a minute, but he was in the studio um, sort of taking the phone calls and relaying what these people have supposedly said when they've been ringing in. But the interesting dynamic here is that Mike Green is Sarah Green's husband. So we had Sarah Green out on the in the haunted house and we had Mike Green in the studio. And there's, a, there's one point in the show where it all sort of kicks off and Mike Green is really concerned for Sarah Green because it looks like she's in trouble. So again, why wouldn't we believe them? His, his wife's in trouble and he's looking very concerned. So excellent casting, absolute genius. Um, and actually, when I was researching for Ghost Watch, I was reading that Mike Green only got involved by accident, um, or, or it was a bonus, I should say, because Sarah Green, um, she, she was reading the script for it, and he was sort of looking over her shoulder, and he liked the look of it and said, can I get involved? And he did. And also in the studio was somebody called Dr. Lynn Pasco. Now, she was introduced as a paranormal expert. So again, as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, they've gone to town here. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm getting sucked in here. I'm getting absolutely drawn in. This is amazing. Um, and she'd apparently been doing a 10 month investigation um, into the paranormal activity at the Early's house. And I think she was sort of, or she was meant to be the sort of instigator in getting this, um, you know, the, this brought to the nation's attention, this this paranormal activity in the Early's house. And she spends a lot of the time sitting with Michael Parkinson when they're on the studio bit. And obviously she's she's well into it, she's bang into it, she's saying she's seeing activity. And Parkinson's like the complete opposite, he's like the sceptic. Um, and there's a few times within it where he's sort of calling it out as a hoax. And he's absolutely brilliant in it. He plays the part excellent. He's absolutely superb. But what was also interesting, and again, building up the 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 believability, if that's a word, of this show. So I mentioned before, Mike Green was taking the phone calls. And they would flash up the, the phone number on the TV screen every now and then. And the phone number was 0181 811 8181. Now, as a kid, you recognised that phone number straight away because it was a, a phone number that they used on Going Live, the show I mentioned before, that is hosted by Sarah Green and uh, Philip Schofield. 0181 811 8181. So again, it's like, I know that phone number. This this is real. This is definitely real. And what's interesting is, actually, again, when I was researching this and reading about, you know, people could actually ring that phone number. Um. And the, the, the idea was that you ring in and there was a recorded message said that this is fiction, it's made up, it's not live, but if you want to leave a ghost story, you can. Um, but nobody could get through because it was jammed. You know, they had 30,000 people trying to get through. The switchboard was absolutely chocker. Um, so, the, so nobody could, could get through. So that was sort of adding to all the sort of hype and hysteria that was building um, as this show was, was being broadcast. So the other person I want to mention here is uh, the star of the show. It's um, the poltergeist. <laughs> and the poltergeist is lovingly referred to on the show as Mr. Pipes. Uh, so why do they call him Mr. Pipes? Well, in the show, it's explained that Mr. Pipes, when he makes himself known in in the home, he's sort of banging on the pipes. And that's all they hear. Um, 
and there's a bit at the start, the very start of the show, where the kids are in bed, and there's a there's a camera that they've rigged up in the corner of the room, and they're lying asleep. This is at the very start. This is like the intro, just to get you warmed up and get you going. All hell breaks loose. The ba- the pipes are banging. Um, loads of noise, loads of racket. The kids are screaming. The mother runs in and says, right, get out. Um, so the so the poltergeist is called Mr. Pipes. And I'll talk a bit more about um, the, the poltergeist in a minute. Um, but also he, he's, he also sort of makes himself known um, by possessing the kids. And there's a moment in the show where... Um, the, the the Dr. Lynn Pascoe talks about what she experienced in the house with the kids and she'd done some experiments and Mr. Pipes made himself known to them by talking through the kids so that it, it's a dead scary bit and I'm going to play it for you because um, I want to scare you <laughs> so here we go Now, that's when we would hear the voice. The voice? Mm. Well, we should hear the voice, actually. Let's, mm. let's hear it now, because mm. this is intriguing. Across here. <clears throat> I should say that this tape is completely undoctored. Mm. There's no uh, edit on it whatsoever. Uh, we should also warn uh, our viewers of a nervous disposition that the, the things on this tape that they might find a little bit distressing. Mm. Uh, at one point, we filled Suzanne's mouth with coloured liquid and we sealed her lips with tape and the voice continued with absolutely no change in quality whatsoever. Let's hear it. And chilling too. Are you scared yet? You should. So, who is Mr. Pipes? So um, the callers who, and again in inverted commas, the callers who call in, they play a really important part in the identification of Mr. Pipes. So one lady rings in 
and says that she used to live in the area. In fact, I think she says she used to live in the house. I can't remember, but she definitely said she used to live in the area. And that um, when she was a child, she used to get threatened. Um, her parents used to threaten her with somebody called Mother Sedens. Now, when I was a kid, um, I used to get threatened with the boogeyman. <laughs> but this lady got threatened by somebody, uh, by somebody called Mother Sedens. So she says that Mother Sedens, or it's identified that Mother Sedens is uh, apparently a baby farmer turned child killer from the 19th century. So the writers aren't holding back here. <laughs> they, are out, they are out to scare us witless. Mother Seddens is a baby farmer turned child killer from the 19th century. So somebody rings in uh, to tell us about that, uh, and, and they sort of ponder whether that has any significance um, with uh, Mr. Pipes. But then later on, Somebody rings in again, it's a bloke this time, and he says he had dealings with a man that used to live in that house. I think he was a social worker, um, and he used to deal with somebody called uh, Raymond Tunstall that used to live in the house. And the caller goes on to explain that um, Raymond Tunstall actually um, so he committed suicide in the 1960s after himself being possessed by the entity and what happened was he uh, he had a load of cats and he locked himself in the house and he killed himself and prior to being found the cats had got hungry and basically they were picking at him and eating them and they ate his eyes and they scratched them and um <laughs> all that sort of gory good stuff um, and also when Mr Pipes appears um, he, he's, he's wearing a black woman's dress that is likely it says likely to be that of the baby farmer and child killer Mother Sedens so how do we know what what he looks like what this what this poltergeist looks like well we know because he appears a few times in the in the show and and it's so clever the way they've done it it it's again the writer's done an absolutely tremendous job in um in in the way that they approach this um so like i say there's a few times you could see him so for example And then, and then he's, it was sort of like, um, you could see the reflection in the part of your doors. Um, so it's dead clever the way they did it. Um, but again, I don't want to give too much away. And it's hard. I've, I've, I've really, really struggled with what to talk about in here because I don't want to give too much away. Um, like I said at the start, um, and it's hard to see, I think, because it was only shown here once. It's only been on that one time here in the UK. A while later... Um, they brought the BBC brought out a DVD, so you can buy the DVD. I've seen it on Amazon. It's about a tenner. Um, but if you're listening in America, it is available to stream. 
in America um, on a, on one of those uh, streaming um, companies you get in America. We don't get it over here. Um, Shudder, I think it's called. We don't get it over here. So, um, so I had to buy the DVD to watch it again. Um, but it's absolutely brilliant, fantastic. If you haven't seen it, get a look at it. So, as always, at the end of the show, I like to have a look at the reviews. So, for Ghostwatch, IMDb have a pretty poor 7.6 out of 10. That's abysmal. Should be 10 out of 10. Uh, slightly better score. Uh, 91% of Google users like this film. Still a poor score. It should be 100%. So, um, hello? One, two, one, two. Is this recording? Hello? Is this recording? Ah, oh, the bloody... The app's jammed? The iPad's jammed? Shit. Um, right, okay. Hello? Who, who are you? Who's, who are you? No. Uh, get, get off us. Get, uh, get back. Get off us. No, don't, don't touch us. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa full synthetic oil and a platinum filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last. Offer ends 12 15 19.